drop it. Drop it like it's hot. I don't know. I don't know that I would want to live like Caesar, especially knowing that a salad would eventually be named after me. Not even yeah, a good but it, one. it wasn't named after him. It was named after uh, what it was made, which the happened, to, which was also in turn named after him. But like, that's that's a few hoops, you know. I always eat sa- a Caesar salad on his death anniversary. When when was Caesar murdered, Arson? When, when when was it? On his when last wasn't day. He? Was it March fifteenth? I have no clue, but yeah, I know the that's year. The, it's a March. <clears throat> yeah, it's March fifteenth then. I know what year. <laughs> I don't know the year. I know the day. Uh, forty-two BC. Forty-four BC. I just looked it up. That, that's what I said. Yeah. What do no. you say? You beat me to it, so. <laughs> it's definitely not what I. Korea of Pompeii. He was murdered in Korea. No, I, I can't pronounce the name. He died Gungam style. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, John. <laughs> Welcome back to Night Owl Nerds, where I have no idea what's happening anymore. Well, folks, we weren't entirely sure about it, but all our players showed up. It looks like we're doing campaign again. And after the events in the last episode, I have a feeling we're all a little antsy to find out what happens next. My players, how are we all doing? Oh, we're doing, um... Uh, hold on. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker brought props! <laughs> I'm losing my voice over how wonderful that was. That was... <laughs> Alright, so... It's currently episode 59, right? Yeah. Can for episode 100, we all put together cosplays of our characters that probably gives us like a year to do it? This poses a question that has been in various forms brought up many times. What the fuck do I cosplay as? I like the idea of I like the idea of you just showing up as you. <laughs> and we're all dressed up and you're like as yeah. yourself but wear a cloak with a shepherd's I, cane <laughs> I, I'm a merciful titan you know <laughs> Thanos there you go okay. you, have to, you have to learn how to levitate okay we're just gonna go down the list doable Doable, doable, doable. I'm a fucking turtle. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna paint you green and put a shell on you. Don't worry about it. You're gonna look like Bowser for a little bit until we realize no, that's just a snapping turtle. I'm gonna just cut an oil drum in half and strap it to your back. <laughs> They're either gonna recognize you as a turtle or Master Roshi. And we've already established that Moss can take his shell off because Vice has offered to wear it. Although offered may be the wrong word. Threatened? Threat- threatened to wear it. <laughs> Anyway, I will preface this by saying I've had an extraordinarily long day, and my voice may go in and out tonight. So I will ask that somebody volunteer to do the merch plug for tonight. Don't worry, I've got the D6. 
Sorry, Arson. <laughs> awesome. Hey, we have a merch shop. We have merch. It's so cool. You know, we have, um, uh, you know, we have hoodies. You know, it's the one thing people keep on forgetting about. I noticed uh, we have hats, shirts, uh, I believe sweatpants, and we have a lot of stickers. We have uh, the, the owl sticker, and then we also have Gurn. <laughs> yeah, I can hold papers. Anyway, uh, merch shop is down below. Uh, have fun. I will add, we added a new item today, and it has actually sparked an idea going forward. We have added a desktop mat, basically a giant fuck-off mouse pad. I love that. Hang on. Going the to the merch store. <laughs> the first one that has been added has been labeled Graves Desktop Mat. And the idea that I'm going to go with going forward is that I'm going to ask each of my players to tell me which map, scene holder, or image used within the game appeals to them most. And we will create a desktop map with that map printed on it interestingly enough grave chose the image of the fallen tower where you guys encountered your first stone golem and your first kill using his seed you know what i really want to do and i really wish that we could do it more easily i want to fucking sign the zandy mats you know that's cool not that as be? hard as you think well no you just have to I mean, I, I, you'd, I'd have to just, like, fucking upload a, a PNG of my signature. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and then, then I just the poured it into the map. Yeah. I might it's do that. It's not that hard. I might I might actually just fucking sign something, scan it, send you a PNG of the of my signature for the Zandy match. Because I, I think that's really fun. Okay. Like, so that's, a there's, uh... that's a fun idea. When <laughs> so, uh... love signing stuff. I do when like the mouse pad stuff. comes in, I will show it off, but it'll take about a week to come in. Uh, but I'm excited. I would, I would say about two, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. you two. said about a week or two, so. <laughs> yeah, it takes a few days for them to print it because every item, as a note for our merch uh, purchasers, each item is custom printed. So it can take anywhere from one to three weeks for your items to arrive, but trust me, it's worth the wait. <laughs> In my experience, it takes about two weeks or so. And I, I live think in a my stuff took about so. two weeks. Yeah. Yep. It does heavily <clears throat> depend on your region. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I think the only other thing that we need to plug right now is that we are producing clips, little short videos that are posted on our YouTube channel um, every Monday. And, you know, periodically throughout the week, whenever Arson happens to get them done. Yep. I have another video finishing and getting all the clips from. Cool. Uh, do we have any other plugs to throw in there before we, uh, you know, deal with the revival of the rabid Heron gone? Does this count? I think that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> Survival of the rabid herring gun. Zef, I, I heard you and I saw what you held up, um, and I'm not not acknowledging that <clears throat> any further than that. All right. 
So please excuse me if I stumble a bit through the uh, opening synopsis. No. My voice is literally going in and out. <clears throat> but are we ready to do this? I don't know if I'm Whoa. ready, but I'm ready. Can't wait. Neither can I. Woohoo! All right, everybody, strap in. Strap As on. We return to our main campaign of Fate Split. Last time on Fate Split, the party trying desperately to find a point at which to rest after dealing with two harrowing combats. One against a large, angry dragon who seemed fixated on vice and crystal. And then the second one, a pack of blood-sucking canids. During each of these battles, one of the party members was killed, and then shortly thereafter revived, creating a bit of inner struggle for Moss. On top of vice, shape-shifting into the form of Shatten. This made things a bit harder for Moss. When eventually they did find a place to rest, they decided to do so using the shelter of the tree from one of the seeds granted to them by Northam so many weeks ago. This was, however, the first time that they had utilized this shelter since their friend Shatten had been murdered. All of these reminders piled on top of each other, plus a fair amount of alcohol, <clears throat> encouraged Moss to reach out to Celine so that she might reach out to her watcher and inquire if Thedra exists and was revived by the power of Harrison. Could this watcher do the same for his fallen sister? Without directly providing an answer, the option was presented to him. That if he, Selene, and Shatten could provide the willpower to make this happen, and if Shatten's soul was willing to return to the material plane, that this could ha that this this could occur. Decisions were made and Shatten's soul ascended the waterfall in the realm between, returning to her body, revived, repaired, and confused. Shatten found herself standing alone with, or in what she doesn't know, is now named Shatten's Valley. <clears throat> Surrounded by shards of the amethyst crystal in which she was encased, a hesitant sending spell from Crystal confirmed Shatten's return to the material plane. And an announcement of Shatten's revival and plans to return to Sheraton, overheard by Vice, sent him into a frustrated anger as he stormed away from the campsite. The stress of dealing with the revival of Shatten fallen party members and being forced to use a spell she swore she would never use again, Crystal also stepped out of the shelter of the tree, only to lose control of her titan-born form, sending a column of flame into the sky. Where we left off last, 
Vice, you were walking away from the camp. And we're all of a couple hundred feet away when you heard Crystal's voice echoing across the stones along this mountainside. Screams of anguish and a bright column of orange flame. That, that, that was not the game on our stream. <clears throat> a bright column of orange flame reaching into the sky. You smirk to yourself and continue down this path. Vice, where are you headed? Um, Vice is going to continue further down the mountain uh, and just look for like a small outcropping um, where he might be able to rest for the night just away from the, the group. Okay. You find a rather convenient spot tucked behind some stones out of sight of the tree camp that is only a couple two to three hundred feet away from the campsite the remainder of the party you sit within <clears throat> you sit within the confines of the protective tree Crystal having just left, you hear from outside of the tent a muffled scream, and then what sounds like the rushing of air. What would you all like to do? Lucius is going to roll over. Y'all, what what's going on? We're trying to sleep. Gurn is awake and he's just been kind of like observing what's going on here. Um, it is that's that's a lot, Lucius. He's shrugging his shoulders and he's just kind of like. And he's just going to walk over to where. Moss is inside. Well, that answers a lot. What is. Moss. Is how do what do we do? I don't really know. Dude, can you make yourself not drunk? No, I, I not till. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I, I used up the last of what I had getting Vice not drunk so he didn't burn down the, the, the tree when he cooked the goat. Go to bed. 
people, what, what was that scream? <clears throat> Just go to bed. Shouldn't we check up Crystal? Gurn has walked away from you at this point. Lucius, you see Gurn after saying Tomas go to bed. Uh, you just see him walk out of the tent and out of the tree. Gurn, as you step up to the edge of the tree, you are familiar with the interior of the tree as being naturally very, very dark. Your dark vision allows you some vision, but most things, if light is not provided, are in blacks and whites. As you approach the edge of the tree, you are suddenly hit with the brightest orange and yellow light. Lucius, <clears throat> you see the entirety of the tree illuminated as this light pours in. As you look out, you can see the silhouette of Crystal's form floating above the air, a column of flame rushing upwards and into the sky as she screams out in anguish. Well, that ain't good. He's going to get up and head towards the door. Gern's going to hold the hand up towards Lucius. You think you're going to calm her down? You just make her more mad. Well, you're probably not wrong. Let me try. Okay. I'll be on standby. Gurn is going to start to cautiously walk out of the tree. As you step out of the tree, you can feel waves of heat pushing against you as Crystal intermittently screams out. Every once in a while, stopping to catch her breath only to start screaming again, you cannot tell if this is pain of a physical nature or an emotional nature. She is just screaming. Gurn is going to continue forward until he she turns and looks at him um and at that point Gurn is going to set stick on the ground and sit on the ground crystal from within your column of flame, as Gurn has gotten closer to you, what form of you does he see? Uh, when he gets closer, he sees the form that she had taken back in the tower when she first got mad. She is cloaked in a dark almost black and 
purple flame. Uh, wings come out of her back looking skeletal and also reason flame, and her eyes are, uh, dark. They're glowing, but with an absence of light. Yeah. Gurn is just sitting uh, cross-legged looking forward allowing Crystal to to scream and, and yell. Okay. After about 30 seconds the column of flame surrounding her begins to dwindle and dissipate. However, her form remains the same and in this form, while it is nighttime it almost it's almost as if this flame that her body is wreathed in instead of exuding light seems to be pulling it in it seems to be absorbing what little bits of light are left in this area and as the score as the earth around her is scorched and embers you can just see that the the burning portions of, of grass are that they're just not glowing as brightly as you would might expect them to. Crystal, you remain hovering a few inches off the ground, and it is probably about this point where you may notice that Gurn is sitting patiently, cross-legged on the ground, a somewhat safe distance from you, but seems to be waiting for you. Seeing as she doesn't find him to be posing a threat, won't be attacking him. Do you want to talk about it? Um, like, talk about it. Oh, I'm like, you should talk to Ma. Ask Moss what, like, he's done. Moss. I don't think Moss know exactly what he do, but... Um... Well, I'm like, would you like to know what he's done? Kern has an idea. Yeah, um, well, like, uh, well, Shad's alive. Mm. Yep, and Swain is on her way to Shatton. And we're all the way here. And Kern don't know where the fuck Vice is, but he's gonna go find him. And... We are just gonna be okay because we are family and we're here to help each other. So, I know you're mad at Moss and Gurness too, but we need to stop because. 
Shatten is back and uh, I... We, we can't fight. Okay? Gern's gonna go find Vice now. And Gern's going to get up and DM, he's going to try and find Vice's tracks. Vice, were you being stealthy when you left or are you leaving in a huff? A mix of both. He didn't want it, or he didn't want anyone to see where he was going. Um, but he was definitely pissed off. So either passive stealth, so like stealth plus 10, or I've already rolled for stealth. What did you roll? 17. Okay. Go ahead and roll survival. Kern. Twenty-two. Yeah, you can probably find his tracks. Yep, you you are able after getting past the scorched earth that Crystal left behind, keeping your distance as you walk around her. Um, you do eventually start finding somewhat heavy footprints from from uh, Vice. It seemed like he was trying to deliberately step where he may not leave footprints, but it seems like he wasn't paying as much attention as he should have. You would likely find uh, Vice uh, tucked in between a couple of rocks um, with trying to think what he might be able to use um, in his pack to accomplish it. Uh, like a dark jacket draped over between the rocks, and you can faintly see light coming out from behind it. And that's where the footprints lead. Damn, Gern's gonna stealth. Okay. Go ahead and roll. That's a 24. Pretty sure that beats Vice's passive. Mm -hmm. Gurn's going to... make his way as close as possible without allowing himself to be seen. Uh, so the the rocky outcropping that you see, um, you can, you're, just by looking at it, you can tell that a coat's overlaid over the, or in between the two rocks. Uh, so you could probably get like right up to that, to where the light's just barely flooding out to your feet. Like it doesn't look like he, you're, there's anything that passes through it on the uh, outside. Gurn's going to get right up to the edge of light, and then he's going to squat down and kind of like take one little like duck step into the light. So assuming you're pulling back like the, the jacket a little bit. Yeah. Inside you see Vice with his uh like pack up against one of the rocks. 
and like the be- his bedroll laid out and you see him like looking down into his journal and writing and there's just a dancing light like sitting behind him to cast light onto the book as he's writing. He doesn't seem to even know that you're there right now. With, with how high you rolled stealth, how much you beat my pacify, he has no fucking clue that the jacket's moved. Face. <laughs> yes, yes, good. You're, you're okay. I'm, I'm pretty fucking pissed off. Right now, Gun. But I'm fine. Gurn kind of pulls himself inside and sits next to you. Uh leaning up against the the, the opposite rock. It's a pretty tight fit, but we can Especially both. Especially with Gurn. Yeah. <laughs> Vice will snap his journal closed. Um, we can try to send another message over to chat and make her not go to your mom's. don't know if you noticed this, Gurn, but there is a slight problem with your thought. The only person that can do that is currently billowing flames a hundred feet in the air. Otherwise, it's a fantastic idea. I know, but Gurn just talked to her, and I think it's gonna be okay. So, Gurn just want to make sure you're okay too. I'll be fine. I just wish that Moss had given it two fucking seconds of thought. Just two fucking seconds. He's really drunk. Like... Me puke on you, drunk. But the difference between releasing cataclysm on another continent and puking on someone is the number of casualties. If Gorn could waste that on a place too, he would, but he just puke instead. Come back or you sleep out here. I'm gonna rest here. And then first thing in the morning I'm leaving for the nearest city. And I'm going to make my way back to Sheraton at whatever cost may be. And I'll deal with this myself if I have to. 
gay, but it would be better if we do together, yes. You see a look in vice that you haven't seen before. And it's one that's 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 difficult to read. Uh actually would you would you mind rolling insight? I'm gonna see I'm gonna see. Oh, that is a nat one. Hmm. You're not sure what it is. But the 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 tone in his voice doesn't seem right. And there's a moment between when you ask if we should do it together and when he responds by saying, sure. And that's all you can get take from it. Gern is going to take a second staring at you with that. Sure. Gun. We'll make sure we help. He reaches out and puts a hand on your shoulder. Love you. Thank you. And you. And he gets up and makes his way back to towards the tree and right. Crystal. <clears throat> We're going to backtrack a moment. Crystal. After Gurn had spoken to you about how we're all family here, what would you have done afterwards? She would have focused on what he was saying while he was talking. And uh, after he left, she would have tried to calm herself down. Okay. Make a wisdom saving throw at advantage. Uh, 19. Okay. You can take yourself down to four points for now. And you have regained control. All right. Afterwards, she would have uh, walked towards where she saw Gurn walk. Not going back inside the tree just yet. So you would have started walking. You would have started following Gurn. Yeah. Okay. Probably at a distance, taking a minute or so to just like stand there after calming down. Okay. So, given those time frames, you would run into Gurn very shortly after he would have left Vice. So, you two kind of run into each other in the darkness of the night. Uh, 
Hi. You're um, good. Yeah, like a thank you. Karen is is here for her dad. Um, Vice is pretty pissed off. He's over there. Yeah, I like saw him get like mad before leaving. He, he just gonna take a nap out here. He said he doesn't want to come back in. Um, yeah. I think he's, like, more mad at Moss. <clears throat> we just had to get up in the morning before he goes. I'm like, is he planning to run off without everyone? I don't think so, but... Sure. He... He said sure, so... I don't think so. Like you just want to be safe about it. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Matt needs to sleep. Um. Yeah, like Moss should have slept earlier. Gurn nods his head. Yep. All right, we are going to backtrack once again. Lucius, Moss, Thedra. As Gurn steps to the edge of the tree, the branches part ways, and you see the giant column of flame outside wreathed around Crystal. And as he steps through, the branches of the tree slowly close, leaving the three of you hearing the muffled screams and roar of the flame for a good 30 seconds or so before it finally dissipates and the three of you are left in silence. What would you three have been doing during this time? Moss would have started to follow Gurn and on his way out of the tent, tripped on the tent flap, hit the ground, threw up, and then realizing that Gurn has way more experience of being drunk than he has, pass out. Okay. <laughs> so Moss is blacked out on the floor, marinating in his own vomit. And for the first time, well, Thedra hasn't seen him very often, but like for the first time, Lucius would have seen Moss passed out sleeping, and he is not in his shell. He's like spread eagle. His foot is still caught in the tent flap. He was just like threw up and was like, fuck it. <laughs> so uh, and as a note, Phaedra, you had gone to the other side of the tent to uh, meditate. However, you heard everything. Mm -hmm. 
and if anything, your meditation may have actually been disturbed by the sudden flood of light that poured into the tree when the branches were parted. So, yeah, she of, would have woken up at this point. Yeah, so you and Lucius are now conscious. Um, in hearing the commotion, she would open her eyes, look around before hearing the large thud she would get up from her spot um dust herself off and kind of make her way over to here she could see right because she has dark oh, vision yeah. and she would see moss and i'm assuming lucius you're right next to me yep with my uh eye shining Actually, so. yeah, Thedra, you're what you are now standing next to Lucius at a much closer proximity, and his eye patch is lifted. You can see for sure that the eye under the patch is false, and appears to be that of a, of a very pale blue crystal that emits a bright light. But as you look deeper into it, you can see small arcs of lightning firing between the facets of the crystal. Tedra's gonna look at your eye in fascination for a minute. It's so shiny. It's so pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he looks drunk and passed out. I'm talking about your eye. Oh, thank you. I'm told I inherited it from my mother. She's gonna ignore that and looked at moss oh yeah i heard everything oh good. we probably should help Mo this actually raises a good point yeah thedra you heard everything but lucius you were desperately trying to sleep oh yeah he was trying to block it all out yeah, you were you were vaguely passed out, so you would have been genuinely awoken by the impact, like the sudden flash of light from the opening of the tree, the tree reclosing, and then very shortly thereafter, the very heavy thud of moss hitting the ground. So you missed like half of what happened. Well, I did try to go out, but Gern stopped me from following him. All right. I'm getting my timelines mixed up. Anyway. Thedra's going to skip over to Moss. And she's... Is he on his... Are you on your back? You're on your back or you're on your stomach? I'm assuming you're on your stomach. Stomach. Yeah, okay. Well, since you heard everything, what the hell has gotten them all worked up? I don't know. Something about a furry hop. I don't know what that is. But... Oh, I think that's their dead friend. They keep referencing her here and there, but they never really went into detail about how she died or why she died. Oh. Well. First things first. We probably should turn him on his back and clean him up, but... 
I think we should just cover him with a blanket. But putting him on straight onto his back, though, does sound hilarious. Let's <laughs> see what it'll take for him to get back up. Well, he's covered in vomit. Well, that'll be his concern in the morning. There's reasons why I no longer take partake in the uh, finer spirits. Um, DM, can yeah. I cast presentation on the vomit on him and on the ground to clean it up? You can. It would take some time as uh, prestidigitation can only clean up to a square foot at a time. Um, but yeah, I mean, given a couple minutes, you could clean moss of what once was in his stomach. I'm gonna do that. Okay. <clears throat> Well, so Moss, you're you're blacked out, but you're no longer sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, what else did you hear in reference to the commotion? Well, I don't know what the name is. Sween, Lean. I I don't know what it is. I guess they're going after Shatten. What? Did they realize that she wasn't dead and they buried a live one? I don't know. I don't think so. What it sounds like. Well. Uh, Moss seem pretty upset about it. And... I don't know, I heard voices. But when I tried asking about the witch before, I was dismissed about it. So I don't know. Uh, I'm certain once everyone gets calmed down and level-headed. We'll probably get some answers out of them. I mean, hell, they weren't even this pissed when they followed me down the hole, so I can only imagine what kind of a ruckus this is. Given the time it would take to flip and clean moss and have this conversation, I would say that it's about this time that Gurn and Crystal would be arriving back at the tree. Can't you sober him somehow with a spell? Oh, sure. I can probably think of something. Let's see here. I mean, I don't really intend to eat him, but the purify food might work. Um. No. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> Yeah, it might be considered a marinade. (laughs) Turtle soup's got quite a bite. (laughs) No, I'm gonna have to think uh, just a natural course of uh, sobering will be the best for him. It's the only way for him to learn. It was at this moment Gurn pushes through the side of the tree. 
Gern, if you could, please explain why y'all have decided to wake me up. I am quite curious about why this, uh, fuzzy hopper is making such a big commotion for the group. As you say, this crystal appears to just kind of briskly walk around and past you all and often into one of the tents. Okay. So... We should all sit down. Oh, that's never a good sign. <laughs> Lucius is going to make his way, sit down next to the tr- trunk and just lean back. Cross his arms is okay. Story time. Okay. Um, Kern. Don't really know how to start, but. There. We did a lot as a group. And so Gurn joined. Then I don't remember there was he was far 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 fist, I think uh, he disappeared. But then we got back to the mountain goblins and that was good we got to meet meme and i ended up going off with the the group so it was gurn and moss and serene and vice and furry hop um auto She's known as Shatten. So, we did a bunch of stuff and we went to Kern don't remember the name of the It was It was the place that was the Goblin's original house, but they got taken away from the humans. So, Gurn killed Favin, and that's why he's on the back of Grave. But that's a different story. So, um, we, we go and do that. And then, we ended up meeting him. Uh, Furry Hop was in the group for a long time, and she grew up with Moss. Gurn will sit here all day and tell you about what we did, but, um, she did mean a lot to everybody, and, oh, yeah, Amas killed her because she was turning into something that just eat everything. Okay, Let's see it, if we can... Go ahead, sorry. There was um, a guy that we fought when Gurn killed Favin. 
and he kind of got hairy and he had big teeth and yes, he bite Shatten and then she started acting really weird. So Moss killed her inside of a tree like this. Right, that's why Gurn wanted to do the joke about Ty going to the tree. Okay, so to simplify this, one of your former teammates, very close to y'all, loses her damn mind. He's forced to kill her. And all of a sudden, now he starts to have a drunken fit about her and everyone gets pissed off? So, Serene... Serene got to talk to... Same person that brought you back, they drip, and <laughs> that is who brought back for yup. Oh, now I see the problem. But this psycho killer's back alive. Yep, well, nope, I can see why some emotions will run hot. And the last place we were at was Vice's mom's house. So she went to go back there. That's why Vice all mad. And Crystal, dad died, and the last time she had to use her spell to talk to Furry Hop, was for her dad, and that's why she's all mad, too. So, in a drunken stupor, he managed to trigger two separate spellcasters with anger issues. I never want to hear another joke about a hole again. Then don't jump in them. Fire. But, that um, is quite a fascinating story. Karen tried to do his um, best to tell. I thank you for the insight. Now, help me, Gern. Flip me, uh, help me flip this uh, portal over onto his back. I'm going to wake up this damn early. Might as well have some enjoyment come sunrise. So, uh, Lucius, at your feet, because of where you are standing, there is a uh -huh. book on the ground. And it's open to a page, and on that page there is a drawing, and you recognize Moss, a teethling that you haven't seen before, and the rabbit that you saw yesterday, that Vice turned into.
Oh, now I get why you call her a furry hop. I'm guessing she's the one with the, uh, the ears. <clears throat> well, he's gonna pick up the book. Toss it over to, to his gear. Though, mind you, when she used the term sister, I kind of envisioned more scales. But that works, I guess. So, are we going to go and get her, or are we going to continue on with our mission? Well, I thought Sween was getting her. <laughs> Whoever Sween is. Brynn is Vice's girlfriend. <laughs> Just oh. kidding. <laughs> but, oh. um, <clears throat> yeah, Sween is. Why isn't she with you guys? Oh, she gone and buggered off uh, to help help out her village. She got a message sent to her on our way over to before we met you. <laughs> she and the big scary forest outside of Alot's Pie. <laughs> Oh, the oh God! What was it called again? The Eternal Shade Forest. Yep. Yeah, nobody goes in there because they don't come back. No, Serene lives in there. Oh. She must be very brave as she lives in there. Curtain wouldn't fuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds wonderful. Curtain <laughs> needs her to come back so he can get tattoos. Tattoos? Ah, <laughs> oh, I got tattoos. Where? On my arms. Well, I think we all need to dress this freshly in the morning. I suppose we should let Moss rest for now. <clears throat> I don't sure. think you're gonna wake him up. Oh no, I intend to flip him. He's gonna attempt to flip over the uh, turtle. Is Vice gonna be okay outside by himself? He should be fine. Current thinks so. 
Damn, did I get a short rest or a long rest or no? Um, <clears throat> given how little time passed between everything that happened last session and when Thedra went down at this point, you have all but achieved like a short rest. You have not, no one has been down long enough to have achieved a long rest yet, even Thedra. Kern will stay up and keep. You guys need to sleep. I'm already awake. I don't need to sleep right now. Oh, I definitely need some sleep. I'm getting cranky. He will lay back down in his uh, bedroll. Okay. Is Mawson's items inside the tent, or are they near his person? I don't think either. Most of them would be here. Would he have a water skin on his person? Or would it be with this stuff? Like a belt attachment or anything of the sorts, or it would be. Uh, yeah, that would probably still be attached to his belt. Huh. Grin's going to check it and make sure you have water. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd have water. Huh. He's going to attempt to detach it and put it on your chest. Since I assume Lucius rolled him over onto his back. Yeah. I mean, can he? That's 340 pounds of dead weight. Well, it was originally asked if Gerd would help Lucius flip him. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was a team effort. And well, it's 340 Gern, pounds of Gern dead weight. Helped him. That's a hell of a shell. So it's like rolling a 340 pound barrel. I'd say between the two of them and some effort, sure. And Moss, while you are blacked out, you probably squirmed a little when you landed on your back. So Moss, uh, Gern puts his water skin on his chest. Okay. And steps away. And just kind of puts his hand into his head. get some rest. I'll keep an eye on Moss. Kern will be right back. And then I will. Gern's going to step out. And knowing where Vice is, Gern's just going to do a quick like jog perimeter sweep just to see to see if there's anything that sticks out as dangerous or um, we probably shouldn't be camped up outside 
without the tree. Okay. I'm spending um, like 20 minutes before he gets back to the tree. He wants to do just a big swoop. Okay. I would say um, that if you're going to take that amount of time, um, there doesn't appear to be any evidence of any direct threats in this area. Um, the area that you guys chose is fairly quiet and kind of devoid of wildlife. You feel like the sudden sprouting of a massive tree along this almost barren mountainside may have scared off most of the wildlife around here. Gurn would return to the tree and surrender to some rest at that point, then. Okay. And as he came back inside... Thanks, Tetra. You're welcome, Gurn. is going to sit next to Moss... And after a little while, she's going to summon Kit to keep her company. <laughs> Moss suddenly wakes up. <laughs> so that he can like lay his head on her lap as she pets him, okay. watching Moss sleep. So the half rotting corpse of a dog materializes out of the ground next to you. Sorry, Moss. <laughs> she summoned him within the tree. Thedra, you're a little oh, confused yeah. because you remember Moss telling you that Kip couldn't enter the tree. And yet, here he is. That's three sorcery points, right? Yes. Okay. And it's five minutes he sits with you. All right. Thedra, is there anything else you'd like to do with your evening as everybody else has gone to lie down for the night? Um... After watching Moss for a little while and after Kip vanishes, she's going to skip over to the tent where Gurn's sleeping, poke her head in, watch him for a few minutes before doing the same with Crystal, and then making her way outside to kind of just walk around the area. Okay. I will say as a note that when you poke your head in the tent of crystal, the instant you pass the threshold, it's significantly warmer within that tent. She also mumbles. Oh. One more time, your mic cut it. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. 
Is there anything in particular you would like to do outside the perimeter of the tree? Um, she's just kind of looking around, but she also wants to see if she can't find Vice to check on him too. Hmm. Once you roll survival. Uh, I got a 10. Unfortunately, as you walk around the perimeter of the tree, you find the scorched earth where Crystal had blown up, but you cannot find Vice's tracks. You're not sure what direction he headed in. Because of his stealth roll from earlier. Yeah. She. So you're not sure where Vice is, but you know, Gurn. I believe Gurn reported that Vice is okay. She'll just. No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was Gurn only a crystal. Yeah, Gurn went and had that whole conversation, didn't tell anyone but Crystal. And Crystal just told you to fuck off, so you don't know if Vice is okay. She'll just shrug her shoulder and then skip back into the tree and decide to get the rest of her rest, I guess. Okay, then we are going to pan back to Vice. And we're going to skip back in time a little bit to shortly after Gurn walked off. Vice, what are you doing with the grieve? Vice is... After Gurn left, Vice is going to take his um, jacket and hang that lower because he firmly believes that light was escaping and that's how Garen found him and he doesn't want to be interrupted he then proceeds to probably sit and think to himself for what feels like an eternity in his mind before finally you're deciding if he wants to attempt to reach out to um, Luminoctis if possible. As Luminoctis is, um, in his mind, the overseer of life and death. And how would you like to go about doing that? He's going to try the way that he knows how to reach out to his watcher. Trying to calmly meditate and focus on Luminoctis instead. In what manner are you focusing on Luminoctis? And I ask this because Vice, Vice's knowledge of Luminoctis is tangential at best, based on the few conversations he's had with Moss regarding the nature of his Watcher. 
and the instance in the realm between when Vice was briefly dead. So, in what way is Vice, like, I, it, it, kind of walk me through Vice's thought process as he tries to focus on Luminoctis. What is his approach to this? He's almost going to uh, try to bring himself back to the point where he was in the realm between, focusing primarily on... Uh, I guess you could say focusing more on the passage of souls and trying to commune with something that oversees that. Um, not quite through p- prayer, but more of a meditative and focused thought on um, an entity that is overseeing that. And if that fails, he's just reaching out to fucking uh, uh, his watcher instead. Because he knows he can make that connection. Okay. I'd like you to make a religion check. Oof, that's not going to cut it. <laughs> that's an eight. So you sit, close your eyes, try to calm your breathing. Try your damnedest to pull back that memory, that fleeting instance where you were in the realm between the image of that waterfall, the falling lights around you. You swear you saw something out of the corner of your eye, but you can't quite place it. What was that? Kind of looked like a bird. But as hard as you try to hold on to that memory, it feels like a slipping dream. You feel like you're not going to be able to connect directly to that watcher, not as easily as you can with Lanudra. Yeah, fuck it. He's going to hit the homies line. Call up Lanudra. (laughs) You whip out your fantasy cell phone. Speed dial two, because Celine got bumped up to one. You you reshift your meditative focus, thinking upon the crevice, the pit at the bottom of the ocean, from which ethereal light shines. As you open your eyes, you find yourself standing at the edge of the pit, a gentle current of water pulling in beneath your feet, falling into the pit. You are completely submerged yet breathing easy. A light emanates from within the pit upward, speckling the sediment that floats around you. In a slow voice, like the crashing of waves, carried on the water. Vice, it has been some time. It has. I need something stronger. I need 
The path before me, I fear, is going to be plentifully populated with individuals or objects in my path that, that, that oppose me. I need something strong to push through and achieve the goals that I seek. I don't know how to get there. I seek knowledge of arcane power to help me achieve these goals. And I sought them in Halos Phi when I was there briefly. But I wasn't able to acquire what I was looking for. Perhaps you can give me some guidance as to where I can go in order to get them or provide them yourself. That's why I'm here. We claim dominion over the water. The arcane goes deeper. The arcane intertwines all that exists. All that ever was, all that ever shall be. If you seek deeper knowledge, you must go deeper than yourself. Meaning what? You, as a titan born, you are the embodiment of water. But what made water? What made us? Vice... Vice is appearing to grow impatient in front of Lenutra. You speak in circles. If I'm looking for a more direct answer here. Then maybe provide a more direct goal. You speak of trying to achieve your goals and yet you have not given yourself a purpose. I need to be able to... Vice visibly clenches his fist. <clears throat> I need to be able to stand against anyone who opposes or causes issue in my path ahead. You wish to become unstoppable. Vice smirks. Like the waves of the tide. Erosion of stone against the stream. How do I achieve this? Focus. What do you wear 
upon your chest. As these words are spoken, the necklace around your neck begins to glow and float before you. You are the guardian of this, and yet you have not harnessed it. You and it must work in tandem. Symbiosis. You say I speak in cycles, in circles. Water exists in cycles. If you cannot move with the ebb and flow, then you will not move. If you find yourself against an obstacle you cannot overcome, call upon the heart. Nice nods. That was all. Farewell, Vice. And remember, water acts regardless of those around it. And with that, Vice will leave his um, meditative trance, if you will, and ponder that thought for a good while before mm. sleep overtakes him as well. As the night progresses, while restless, each of you does eventually find a night's rest. I cannot say that it is a good night's rest. Probably the only ones who genuinely sleep well are Thedra and Lucius, as everyone else has this weight upon their minds and hearts. As morning arises, all of you awaken in a particular mindset. You feel a sort of compulsion, a need to be open, to be honest. Lying was the ultimate sin. You feel a need to share, to speak anything that is on your heart and mind. This feeling cannot be resisted. Oh, Titans, I itch. Everybody else up? What the? Would I know what the source of this sensation is? No. In fact, this particular sensation feels purely natural to you. As if lying just isn't an option. 
being completely open, completely honest, speaking your mind at all times, it's almost as if this is your natural state. And this applies to everyone, including Vice. My head. Yeah, you probably should have used it more last night. Why am I over here? I was well, where my stuff was. You tripped last night, by Moss. My bad, Moss. Was <laughs> too. On top. <clears throat> was there? I tripped. <clears throat> well, it was more so you were <clears throat> in the tent and came out and then tripped and vomited and passed out. It was quite amusing to watch. And then I can imagine. Thank you. And then. Lucius and Gern pulled you over. Thanks. Oh! I'm like, good to see you're awakened back to your senses! Uh, thanks. You know you, um, like, you fucking resurrected, like, Shatten? That's... That's not funny. I'd expect something like that from Vice because he likes oh. to throw it in my face every five minutes, but... No, I'm like, not funny. No, you did. It's... And you didn't ask me about it. I could have done it. I'm like, it's like, really not funny. Moss, if you wanted a friend resurrected, I would have... On a different fucking continent. I'm like, yeah, she is on a different continent. I'm like, you had me talk to her. That would phenomenally. You know, you I um, want to reach out to Sween. <laughs> Sween? Sween. Oh. That's what I, that's what Gern calls her. Oh, yeah. I'm like that's Celine. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> oh yeah, Mossia. Yeah. You definitely definitely screwed up. We're talking beyond falling down holes and such. So I'm guessing everybody else was asleep when I did this. Nope. Well, I was, but you guys woke me up. Yeah. So nobody thought to, you know, say, hey, maybe we should think about this. Because if I was talking to Celine, I was doing it on the bracelet, so anybody that wasn't asleep with a bracelet would have been part of that conversation. Everybody was drinking last night, and... Didn't say I'm anything. like, I was sleeping until like you woke me up. Uh, 
You know, Gordon was right there, but you just stopped moving for a little bit. Gordon wasn't in that part of the conversation. And then you come back here and Burry hops back, so it's your fault, not mine or Vice's or anyone else's. But we're all gonna figure it out. Um, did Vice come here yet? Um, like, no. Okay. Gun, good luck. And Gurns leaves the tree to go see if Vice is still around or if he has taken off without the party. Okay. <clears throat> then we can shift our camera just a little bit. Vice, as you awaken, having this feeling wash over you, this need to be open, to be honest, to speak your mind... And this feeling is just so natural to you as if there was no other way you would ever choose to speak or think. Wake up. Kind of open your eyes. You're still covered by that cloak. Your eyes kind of open a little bit in the darkness of the cloak. And why is there light in here? Why? Where is that light? Why is the ground glowing? As you look at the ground upon which you lay, it's almost as if you can see through it into an open expanse of space. Stars, swirling galaxies, flowing nebulas, moving points of light beneath your feet in an ever-shifting palette of darkness and color. Anyone who steps out of the tree, as soon as you step past the threshold, you catch yourself as you feel as though you are going to fall into this grand expanse of nothingness and starlight. But you look around, there are stones, the same stones between which you had situated the tree. You step onto the expanse of nothingness and yet your feet, your foot touches ground and you can walk upon this surface. As you step outside of the tree, that influence, that need to speak, that need to share becomes instinctually overwhelming. You need to speak. There is a will in this expanse that wants to hear you. What in the nine hells is going on? Can I hear anything? Interestingly, no. 
You look up towards the sky, and yet for some reason above you is the sky. A faint pinkish blue of normal sunrise. You see the clouds above you moving quickly as they had before. And even the occasional swirl of mist blows past you, and yet you don't even hear the wind. Vice is going to carefully get up as he doesn't trust the nothingness he's standing on. Um, pack up his stuff. And don his cloak. Or don his coat, rather. He doesn't have a cloak, it's a jacket. It is at this time Gurn would have just finished being like, has Vice been back here yet? No? Alright, I'm gonna go check. And as he steps through the threshold, whoever's inside as the vines and everything close back off, you just hear Gurn go, What the fuck? Vice, at your distance, you hear Gurn's voice. Even muttered, it echoes along this expanse, reaching your ears and filling your mind until that echo fades. Uh, based on the rocks that I see, does the area seem similar? Would I have, still have an idea where Vice is? The layout of the rocks that lay upon the nothingness you stand is the same as they were when you had been out the previous night. It's as if the soil alone has shifted into this nothingness. You look up to the sky and there is normal morning sky. Clouds rolling by. Wisps of mist roll past your face, but you look down at the ground and you're looking into an expanse of stars. Kern doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Ice, you hear this clear as day, echoing repeatedly until it settles in your mind. Kern really never knows what he's doing. Do our thoughts have to be the truth too? Unspoken thought? Yes. Vice thinks to himself, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Under this effect, you are compelled to think and speak the truth. Lying doesn't exist. I... Kern wonders if they don't tell me because they think I'm too dumb to know. Is anyone else stepping out of the tree? 
Danger's going to. After she had heard Gern say what the fuck, she would have stepped out as well to kind of follow. Uh, crystal balls. And then she'd be skipping after Gern to wherever he's going. Now there's an image. Thedra <laughs> skipping on an expanse of empty space. Talk about Fey. <laughs> As you round the corner, Gern, of this boulder, you see Vice like like looking down and watching his placement on nothingness as he's holding this rock and just kind of like walking more into the open. There's, there's my frontline mage. You know, this ground's making me really uneasy. You guys may not know this, but I am constantly terrified, and this is not helping with me. Does that ring out through the open? Yes. Regardless of distance, everything said can be heard by everyone. Regardless of distance, regardless of volume, your words carry across this expanse as if they need to reach your ears. Somehow I'm not surprised that he's a coward after all. Oh. <laughs> coward, yes. Always been scared. Ever since the first time I died. Moss, you were saying? Oh, so as, as Moss steps out, he's going to look around. Think for a second. There's there's no way that somehow I did this drunk. Right? No. I watched you sleep all night, Moss. Even Kip joined me, too. Okay. I am definitely not liking this. Yeah, not not a fan. I am yeah. going to attempt to cast silence. As you complete your incantation, is there a verbal component? There is. Okay, as you go to complete your incantation, you hear your own words, the words of the incantation, repeated back to you in reverse, and you feel as if the magic has evaporated. There was an attempt made at this connection, but it was prevented. And echoing across the expanse, you hear the gentlest tisk, tisk, we are not alone. We never have been. 
Lucius is also is going to attempt to cast blindness, deafness on himself and deafen himself. Once again, you attempt to reach out. And the magic extends beyond you and dissipates as if prevented. And once again, you hear that gentle tisk, tisk, tisk. Does that voice sound familiar? No. Okay. <laughs> Whoever you are, you must be getting a lot of humor out of this. I am. Well, that's one of us. Well, <clears throat> what do we do? Can't just skip across pretty ground forever. I could, but don't want to. Mm -hmm. Well, let's gather everyone. Maybe we can put some distance between us and this. I really, really, in all truthfulness, don't want any of y'all to know any more secrets about me. Maybe. Um, it's okay. We, like, don't want to know any more secrets about you either. I do. Oh, I got plenty. Why would I say that? We all have secrets we don't want to tell. As if echoing from the expanse of nothing beneath you. What sounds like a thousand voices speaking at once. Coalescing into a single soft voice. Secrets are stories. Tell me your truth. Well... I would love to hear your stories and your secret. Who are you addressing, Thedra? Whatever the, the voice that she heard. My stories are not for you to know. I crave your. Well, it's only fair to share stories, to get stories. Thedra, as you say this, images of your past flash across your mind. Your time in Hallows Fi, the boy with whom you fell in love, who encouraged you to join the Shadow Guard and become a scout. Your mentor, all of your missions along the mountains, trying to get information on the dwarves, time with your family, time with Delilah, your tutelage under her. All of your life flashes before your eyes in an instant. Well, thank you for sharing, Thedra. Well, you're very welcome. Are you going to share back? Knowledge is sacred. 
about it. But I have more interest in those five. Those touched by Gavada. Um, like, by who? Crystal, your entire life flashes before your eyes. You are forced to relive memories you had been pushing down for years, watching your mother die in her bed, trying to grow up, the bard who mentored you in magics so that you could possibly learn to entertain, to mask your pain, to help those you cared about and stop that from ever happening again and then failing to protect your father in the process. Your entire life flashes in an instant. Crystal. Oh, sweet Crystal, trying so hard. You've just a little bit further to go. Who's next? Okay, okay, I admit it. My first kiss was this was my bunk buddy back in training when I was learning to be a mercenary. Okay, there, it's out. Let's go home. Lucius, have you ever fucked an animal? No. Well, she was an animal in bed, but but not an animal. Some things needed to be asked. You five, touched by Gavada, felt the pain of his lust for power. At least that aspect of him. I am far more benevolent. I ask only for your stories, your knowledge, your history. Well, there has to be more polite ways to ask. What if you don't remember it all? Oh, what you do? Suppressed or not, it's all in here. Gurn, your entire life flashes before your eyes. Images you didn't know you had. The abuses upon your mother shortly after your birth. Spending most of your childhood in a metal cage, never allowed to touch the ground. Being taken in that cage to a ship to be traded off as a slave, only to have that ship damaged at the drowning spires, crawling along the northern shores of Lumos, until it finally crashes at the tip of Glacius Peak. Saved by the goblins, raised by Meme and Kint. Every single moment, pleasant, sad, painful, moments you didn't even know you had, are there and then gone in an instant. God, you're such a sad little boy. Why is there so much tragedy within this group? I 
I suppose he does attract your type. I don't think I like this, whatever it is. Knowledge is neither likes nor disliked. As long as it's true, what is shall always be. And what was can never be changed. I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely fascinating. Yeah, I think we all need to go now, fascinating or not. And it sure is not. And he and <coughs> Lucius is going to try to make a beeline as far away from this tree as possible. Run, run, run. As you are running, Lucius, your life flashes before your eyes. Every single battle. Growing up in a boring household. Wanting more. Craving more. Taking up the mercenary work. Your first kiss. Every single battle. Your first death. Flashes of the giant who took your lifeless body in. Your fallen friends. The warp in time that wrenched you into this place. And in an instant, the images fade. Well. He stops, just sits down on the ground. That was just depressing. Lucius, why are you so impulsive? Because if I have time to think about things, I have time to think about things I don't want to think about. This is fun. I could get used to this. I'm like, I'm glad you're having fun. Well, not really. Yeah, yeah, sarcasm doesn't work too much when you have to actually say the truth. Off. I'm trying. Vice, as you clutch the stone at your side, your life flashes before your eyes. Growing up strange, being called deformed in your youth, picked on by every child in Sheraton, your mother trying desperately to protect you until you finally learn to shift just enough to fit in, still being harassed, all of the torment your mother endured, being a fatherless child, being shipped off to Hastholm in an attempt to find your roots, only to have that ripped out from under you a few short months later. The destruction of an entire town 
with which you had grown so familiar, and the betrayal of the one man you learned to trust. Lies. You of all of them know the touch of Gavada, don't you? It is influential, isn't it? If this is an attempt to scare me or scar me, you're going to have to do much worse than my own past that I live and remember. Oh, I have made no attempt so far. The past is your truth. There is no running from it, and at least you seem to understand that it always will be. Our past defines us, and path carves the path for our future. As fun as this is, I feel it's a waste of time. Yeah, I agree. All right. Get it over with. Moss, your life flashes before your eyes. The joy in your youth, learning to fish from your father, wonderfully made turtle soup from your mother, only to have it all wrenched out from under you by an army of undead creatures. Hiding within those reeds for days, only to find that your father wasn't coming back. Your mother lay slain within your home. Traveling to Gerlach, meeting Shatten and Forthus, barely surviving as you were made into a farming slave, until you finally finally had the strength to take them down and burn their operation beneath the ground. Every moment, happy, sad, painful, in an instant it's there, and in an instant it fades away. Every one of you touched by tragedy Every one of you pushing forward to change that fate. It makes you wonder where this is all going, doesn't it? Well, we do have places we need to go and things we need to do. Remember... Gavada's touch never leaves you. And neither will I. Well, since you're accompanying us, what's your name? Hmm. You knew my brother. And now know me. I am known as Demivira. The knowledge seeker. And I will always fight more. As this is said, the stars beneath your feet begin to swirl and shift and coalesce. The clouds of nebulae reform into massive wings dotted by stars. 
is a huge creature, seemingly made from the dust of the cosmos, forms within the space beneath your feet, and flies off into the distance before it finally disappears. And as it does, so too does the illusion and your need to speak the truth. And with that, we are going to take our break. I will let my players ponder upon this for a bit as we deal with what needs to be dealt with. We will be back shortly. See you soon. I gotta say, you guys are holding up pretty damn well for being forced to relive your greatest tragedies. Uh, our, our greatest tragedies are things that we remember. At least revise. Bro, I want four servings of canned cheese and crackers. <laughs> that, that was Gurn's greatest tragedy. He didn't get those servings. <laughs> Not having that. Alright. Canned cheese and his abomination. If you squirt it out in a string, you have to just eat it all at once. Rules per Zandy. You're not allowed to peel the string apart. No. If I find a motherfucker that peels canned cheese, like cheese, <laughs> like cheese whiz, sprays it out, lets it dry, and then peels it, I'm throwing hands. That's not even efficient. <sighs> That's worse than, like, peeling string cheese. I now know my life goal. <laughs> All right, folks. Your your jujitsu will not help you. That's <laughs> okay. Are we ready to step away from the cheese? Yes. And get we're back getting into so this. good at this. Yeah, but we are running a little late, so I'd like to keep us on track. As the ground shifts to a normal earthen state, grasses between your feet and boots and shoes. The starry visage disappears and that need to speak, the will that had overcome you to be open dissipates and you are all left standing on the side of this mountain. You can once again hear the blowing of wind sound of small birds chirping in the distance. DM, I had a question because I don't think it was clarified and I wanted to make sure it was. The reliving of our past, was that shared with everybody? No. Or just us? No, just us? Each of you only saw your own past. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because yep. I wasn't sure if that was made clear or not. No, each okay. of you only saw your own past. <laughs> By the way, Crystal, you're at three. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit more chill. 
you were actually three upon completion of the long rest and surprisingly being forced to relive all of that, all of those memories, bad mixed with good, it did not seem to increase your stress. She was probably also like trying to force herself to stay chill. It wasn't so much that as it was a strange catharsis had overcome you, an acceptance of the past in that moment that prevented you from getting more stressed. The same goes for you, Vice, but the way you approach that whole situation, I feel like you just didn't care. You are more of a stress in the moment type. Mm -hmm. So Lucius, how old were you? In reference to what? When you kissed a man for your first kiss. Did I say I kissed a man? Yes. Oh, well. I would have to say I was maybe about 17. Can I insight that? Sure. Roll insight, Lucius. Roll persuasion or deception, depending on your approach to this. Nineteen. Persuasion. Yeah, I rolled a five. That's a four. Vice, you see through him like a clear glass of water. There isn't a speckle of a lie in that statement. Hmm. Interesting. Vice is just going to start walking. Now, are we certain that this, uh, whatever it was, is gone? Quick, Crystal, give me some sarcasm. No. You look great today, Lucius. Well, guess we'll never know then. <laughs> Sorry, Crystal, I wanted to turn. You're always being so mean to him. Oh no, I'm like, you could have your turn. You're like free to entertain him. Oh, Vice, you can't handle your turn. Wait, what are we talking about again? I'm gonna leave that as it is. And Vice is gonna pull up his face covering and start walking down the mountain. Not but sure where... if his party's following him or not. Yeah, Crystal's gonna be following him. So where exactly are we heading now? Are we gonna go after the fuzzy one, or are we actually gonna go back, to, uh, head back to the cities? Wasn't exactly made clear last night. I'm finding a way to Shetan. Yeah, that's probably the best move. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like the best idea. Yeah, <clears throat> wherever the fight is, I'm willing to go. 
cow and Kern also has target my long sword from Hallowed's Pie. <clears throat> that you do. By the way, did anyone recognize those names that that guy was talking about? That monster voice thingy? Never heard him before. I'll rule history on it. Thank you. Please do. <clears throat> he fifteen of you. Uh, I'm sorry. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. It strikes you as odd, Gavarda. <laughs> That was the name scribbled on the bottom of the scroll written in Primordial, which you had deduced Northam had written the scrolls, but that was the name written at the bottom of the one where he seemed to be going mad. That Northam wrote? Yeah, you guys deduced that Tinsmith's handwriting. He told you the scrolls were written by Tinsmith, and then you compared Tinsmith's journal with the scrolls, and you were like, nope, these handwritings don't match at all. Hmm. And gotcha, you're gotcha, like, gotcha. you guys ran on the assumption that Northam wrote the scrolls on mm-hmm. the watchers. I remember now. Yeah. So, yeah, Gavarda was the name scribbled at the bottom of the scroll that made it clear that the author was going mad. The name does ring a bell. So, is this thing going to be coming after us from now on, or...? Should we go after it after we get the bunny? <clears throat> Vice is going to pull out Tinsmith's journal as they're walking and start reading. Okay. DM to player, have you ever actually read the journal? Uh, cover to cover, no. So I assume you guys are continuing to descend the mountain. Yep. All right. Uh, Gurn leading the pack? Yep. Alright, if I could have you roll survival. (laughs) 21. The 21, you managed to relatively safely get your troop further down the mountain. And in general, your travel is actually fairly safe. You identify some tracks that could be threatening. You see some that actually match those blood-sucking cannons from before. They seem to be much older and moving in an opposite direction, but you steer the party in a direction away from the way those tracks were pointed. And your day in general will be uneventful if not tiring. Before we go too far, this is 
Uh, so are we leaving the tent? Good point. Gurn will turn back and go help take the tents down and pack up, and then once that's done, we will go back on the journey. What are you doing with your dragon horn? Going to be carrying it. Okay. This does hinder your travel pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. Would anything like to be done during this travel time? Yeah. Vice is pulling out the scroll. Or the scrolls written in Primordial. Casting comprehend language and, and mulling over them as well. Moss can tell people are pissed at him, so he's keeping to himself, not saying, like, anything. Okay. I would like to pose a question, though. When, if we ever do catch up with your old friend, do you intend to put her back down into the ground? Or what is the goal once we get her? Guess that would depend if she's still alive by the time we get there. Mom. Yep. I also had a curious question as well, and something I've been pondering. I thought you were against resurrection, considering you're not comfortable with what I do. That's not resurrection. You're playing with a dead body. That's different. <laughs> Still. I'm just curious. Why bring her back? Considering he doesn't even remember doing it. I doubt he even knows the answer. Well, it's just thinking about it. Ever since we met, me and Moss don't see eye to eye. He doesn't quite agree with my ways. So I'm just curious why I bring back someone from the dead? when you don't agree with it, drunk or not. Because again, what you do and what that is, is completely different. I don't know. Curious. I, I think Kip has plenty of personality. He also has plenty of guts spilling out of him. Actually, I fixed Kip. He's all better now. Uh, I'm sure. I started fixing him last night while you were sleeping. Hmm. 
probably still be just as undead. Well, I'm sure he is as good a friend as your friend is. And that's all that matters. Mont Moss doesn't say anything, but walks farther away from you. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I was going to say that was... <laughs> hey, you know this undead creature you hate? Your sister is the same thing. Wow. Let me know when an hour has passed. Uh, we can say an hour has passed. Yep. <clears throat> Vice puts away the scrolls. I think... I think we have the name of our seventh titan. Oh, and what would that be? Were you not at all present for the entire fucking thing that we went through this morning? Well, he did say two names. So was it the first one he mentioned or his own name? Probably not his own. Considering the Titans are dead. That might have been a watcher for that Titan, though. You're okay. Now, how does knowing this name help us? Are you touched by a watcher at all? Do you know? I don't, don't think any of y'all have told me what a watcher was. The physical current manifestation of titans. Right. I think I would remember being physically touched by one of them. Mm -hmm. Are you blessed by one? I no idea. Probably not. Alright. Then this conversation is of no matter to you. With the name of a seventh titan, Vice says to everyone except for Lucius, because Lucius doesn't know if he has a watcher or not. <clears throat> we can go back to our watchers and mention those two names. Because, if you remember, we talked to our watchers about the potential of a seventh titan. And they came up with nothing. But perhaps a name may assist. Kern hasn't talked to his... I'm like, I haven't talked to mine either. None of you are of any fucking use. I don't have one. It is possible Luminoctis might know something with a name. Yeah. We'll address this tonight then. Looks like it's on you and me, Moss. Yeah, seems that way. 
Vice is going to stow Tinsmith's journal. Okay. Vice? Yes? What was that name? Zandy doesn't even remember. <laughs> yeah. I... I wrote one of the names down. It was Demi Vera. Was that is that right? That was the name given to the <clears throat> the entity presented as its own name. Okay. I, However, I, the other one was Demi something. I just don't know what it was. Yes, Demi Vera is the name that was presented to you. As it, uh, 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 you know, I I am Demi Vera. That is what it said. Yeah. However, except for Thedra, it referred to the rest of you as having been touched by Gavarda. Gavarda. That's the name I didn't write down. G apostrophe V A R D A. Gavarda. Party makes excellent chocolates. No, that's Lint. Oh. Okay. Yes. What was that name? Of the of the Titan or of the other creature? The, the Titan. Gavada. Perhaps you can talk to your watcher tonight. Gurn was gonna try. It's worth the attempt, that's for sure. Hey, I'll even try to talk to someone make-believe as well for you guys tonight. If that'll help. I'm like, I guess I could, like, try? Crystal, do you know the name of your watcher? Yeah. Does Crystal know? I don't think it's been explicitly said. Crystal roll history. All right. Fourteen. Fourteen? Yep. You vaguely remember stories, the myth of the war between the two titans that scarred the earth. And I feel like Vice talked to you about this once before after he I did his research Vice in Hallows 5. Yeah. Not, not only did he talk to her about it, he gave her the book on it. Yeah, yeah so yeah, you, yeah. You, should, <laughs> you should be able to connect two and two that your yeah, elemental yeah. affinity is fire and Infernus was <coughs> the titan. It's, it's the common name for the titan of fire. Okay. Couldn't remember. But Vice would know it too. <laughs> yeah. That's not what Vice asked. Vice didn't ask if you know the name of your titan. 
Ice asked if you knew the name of your Watcher. Hey, Vice, do you know the name of your Watcher? Uh, yes, I do. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine's Lanudra. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... Titan of Glacius. Because that was the name told to you. That was the original name given to the Titan. Mm-hmm. And you decided to name the Watcher after that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's, that's, not the, that's not the Watcher's name, but it's the name. No, the Watcher's name is, is Frank. Mm. <laughs> Almighty Frank, controller of the ebb and flow of the sea. Hear me, Frank. I mean, that makes being frank with somebody a pretty big threat. <laughs> Crystal's gonna look at Vice. I'm like, no. In the scrolls that Vice just went through, there was the name of the Watchers. No, I don't have a handout for those scrolls. because I never created one because you guys weren't supposed to read them for weeks and I had to ad-lib everything in them. (laughs) Because someone had a spell that wasn't supposed, that I didn't think worked like that. Comprehend languages. Didn't even know he had the goddamn spell. (laughs) Oh, I'm just going to swap this out real quick. Comprehend languages is dope as fuck. Actually, no. The the scrolls are on the Titans, not the Watchers. I thought Northam had written down the names of Watchers as well. No, he'd, ri- no, he'd written down information on the Titans hmm. and what they affected. Hmm. Well, Tinsmith had written that. Do- or domain demeanor representation right which is the same information as what was provided in the scrolls this is fucking stupid (laughs) how am I supposed to cross reference reference things kind of fucking researchers don't have cross references because Tinsmith's notes are based on the information he learned from Northam it's dumb Tinsmith was a shit researcher Tinsmith was a child compared to Northam I'm glad he's dead. Tim Smith was all of 30 years old when he died. Old raisin boy. At least he's not a dwarf. Alright, well. Vice doesn't know the name of your watcher either. He was just wondering if you did. He's just picking on you. The reason I ask is because it might be easier to contact them if you can reach the Watcher rather than the Titan itself. Considering the Watcher works off the essence of the Titan. It might be an easier channel to get straight to them rather than through the essence of the Titan. Um, like, okay? It's just a thought. 
doesn't really make sense to me is why that thing wanted to just basically know everything about us. Apparently not just us. Well... Based off of the scrolls and the ratings of Tinsmith and Northam, the Seventh Watcher is almost, or the Seventh Titan was almost a Titan above the others. Not necessarily one in power or control of all of them, but instead one that, uh, No, I guess they had power over them. And... Vice pauses for a moment. And looks at Lucius. You are... blessed by a watcher. In what regard? Don't know. But it makes yep. sense that Gurn, Crystal, myself, Moss, the four of us are all tied to Titan to Watcher. Now, that entity ignored. Thedra. Demivera ignored Thedra, but focused attention on you and referred to us as five. So it hinges on the theory that Gavada is a titan and that Demivara is the watcher or equivalent to a watcher of that titan. But, hinging on that, then they're seeking information on those that are touched by watchers. To what end? I don't know. Maybe he's trying to find someone too. Perhaps. Well, if you think I have a watcher... Who is it? Vice is going to pull a journal back out and flip through to an entry where Tinsmith had listed all the Titans and their traits and attributes and their demeanors. He's going to look through them. Well... There's not one here for cowardice, so it's not that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I might know a spell that can get some answers. But I'll have to wait until the morning to, before I can cast it. Ah, there's not one here for bullheadedness either. Well, I'm certain you'll come across something. 
bacon of the morning. Um, by the way, what what time of day are we at now? Well, given interactions and travel time, it's still fairly early morning. Hmm. And I will say, as a note, Celine. At this point, you have expended your wild shapes and will be spending the remainder of the day walking. Are you talking in regards to Celine? Yes, I said Celine. Yes, oh, I said sorry, Celine. I, I didn't hear that. It got cut out. Yes, Celine, sorry. at this point, you will have expended your wild shapes and will be spending the remainder of your day walking because you okay. started traveling in the middle of the night. And at this point, your wild shapes have been expended and you'll be spending the remaining six hours before you need to rest walking. This is rather meta, but the rest of the party doesn't know this, but at this point you can communicate. So if Celine were to decide to check in, this would be her opportunity to, you know, within this time frame over the next six hours till about midday when she feels she needs to rest. Um, she would have the opportunity to use the bracelet and communicate, but the rest of the party won't know this because they're not tracking how Celine is moving. About how far is she at this point? Like, does she know how far off she has traveled? How far else she still has to go? Well, take a look at the map. You have thus far traveled almost 300 miles. But you know that, based on some information that you have gathered, that you have a long way ahead of you. Celine's going to um, put her wrist next to her mouth. <clears throat> well, I know it's been a while. But figured I'd check in. I flew quite a while. I still got a ways to go, but I'm slowly but surely getting there as fast as I can. Your statement appears to fall on deaf ears. Apparently. Well, glad to know you're safe. Uh, apparently, uh, we're uh, headed in that direction as well. You're coming here. That's what uh, we agreed upon. I just assumed that I'd be flying her to you when I catch up to her. I'm like... How are you gonna, like, fly her to us? I was thinking the same thing, Crystal. That doesn't make much sense to me. Vice isn't saying that into the into the wristband. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, like, think an owl could carry chat. Don't worry, I got worse. 
Ah, it's the most cryptic answer ever. I'm... I'm worried. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a bit worried, too. Well, if she's as dangerous as uh, they're claiming she is, it might be best just to detain her, hold her in place, till we get her show up. My... Watcher gave me a gift that will help me along the way. Was it friendship? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Was it friendship? No. No. Perhaps I can meet you guys at some point halfway when I get a hold of chat and just so you guys don't have to travel so far. I'm trying to catch up to her as fast as I can. Well, we gotta plan what to do once we get there. But how, well, we just need to figure out how we're gonna get over there. I have an idea. Care to share? You're not in Hell's Fire anymore? She would know that we're not in Hell's Fire. Oh, that's right. Oh, that, that yeah. No, I, I just. I know they're not, and you guys aren't, but, like, I figured maybe you guys would have been heading back that way kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I believe we're making a stop there if we can get urns. Is, is Arson saying that, or is Crystal saying that? No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying it, like, in character. Moss, at any point, have you taken out your atlas and tried to plot out the distances here? Yeah, he probably would have been doing that while Vice was studying for the uh, scrolls and whatnot. Okay. Really isn't a direct way there. Oh, not without climbing mountains. How do you guys feel about teleportation? Worked pretty well the last time. Oh, I mean, like the type of teleportation from A to B, or like what kind of brought me from the where I was from than here. Te teleportation is from A to B. Yes. Okay. Or from Y to Z. Well, I don't really care much for why. Just to where. I'm leaving you behind. <clears throat> I'm leaving you behind. Yes. Yes. That's that is my decision. I'm like, I'd like second that. 
you, you say that, but he is the person that did bring you back to life. So he does have his uses. Hmm. I have many uses, only if you're brave. So I should have left out. him. I should have left him behind twice now. All right. So, my thought is we're going to a large city. It's going to be a mage in a large city. Same way you'll find an alchemist, same way you'll find a bar. Now, granted it's a dwarven city, so there will be several bars, and potentially fewer mages, but there should be at least one. I would have a hard time believing that there's not a mage in a, in a large city that can't teleport us at least to green, to green coast or red coast. Large trading hubs tend to have many people, which means you'd probably have teleportation circles, which means that teleportation between large cities for personnel should be fairly easy and common. Wouldn't it just be easier to have them teleport us to your hometown? Sherton isn't large enough to have a teleportation circle. It's not populated enough. Ah. Now, if I was casting a teleportation spell, I could drop us at the well in Sheraton at the drop of a hat. But I can't. I don't know how. Now, if we stumble across a mage in Stonewedge that knows Sheraton like I do, then sure, they could take us straight there. But something tells me that most people haven't gone to Sheraton. And with there not being a teleportation circle in Sheraton, it's probably unlikely that they can drop us right there. Can I roll Arcana to see if Vice knows the intricacies of teleportation? Like down to a down to a T? Sure. He unlike it is unlikely that he does. Uh fifteen. There was a room in Northam's Tower that you weren't allowed to go into, but that Northam went into about once a week and would disappear for several hours at a time, only to reappear and reemerge from that room, sometimes carrying new supplies, sometimes carrying new books or scrolls. There was a day where you asked him, and he very openly told you what was within the room. And the reason he didn't want you going in there is he just didn't want you accidentally ruining the circle that he had drawn. So yes, you are, while it has been a while, you are familiar with how teleportation circles work. What about the spell as just location and not targeting circles? Not so much. You are aware that the ability exists but you are most familiar with the use of circles. Okay. Northam had probably told you that the capability to do so without circles exists, but is far less reliable. Mm -hmm. And you know that he preferred circles because they were reliable. Mm -hmm. 
I was trying to see if Vice would know that, like, if you're not intimately familiar with the location, you can end up hundreds of miles away from the intended target. And Northam would have told you that and explained that that was one of the major reasons he didn't use it. So, basically, if we don't find someone that makes regular trips to Sheraton or knows Sheraton very well, we could just as easily end up in the oceans or in Glacius Lake. Because you can end up hundreds of miles off your intended target if you don't know exactly where you're going. Okay. So, we need a teleportation circle if I'm not the one casting it. Well, we might not need one, but it'd be the safer route. It's hard to fuck up teleporting from circle to circle. It's way easier to fuck up teleportation from place to place. Which is why I want to get to Stonewedge. Then we don't have to worry about uh, traversing the oceans and things like that. Okay. Sounds solid to me. Again, oh, this, is all, this all hinges on Stonewedge having a a uh, mage that uses teleportation circles and is willing to sell that out. So. Pipe dream. Well, I'm certain it'll all work itself out. It might. Did Halos Pie have one? History or advice now from his time at the at the school. See, the thing is, your time at the school is spent mostly with the mad scientist. Hmm. And not a whole lot of looking around and asking questions. Yeah. However, it was recent enough that everyone but Thedra, who's AFK, so it doesn't really matter. Um, remember leaving the tower in Glacius Lake via a circle. Yeah, but that, that was a circle set straight to Jake's house. Yes, it was set directly to Lan to Talania's house, but it oh, was so she a has teleportation a circle. circle. Huh. If she doesn't have a circle, she has the capability to create them. Hmm. And Vice would absolutely be able to infer that because he remembers from reading Tinsmith's journal that Talania built the tower, mm -hmm. and the circle in which you guys that that you guys used to escape the tower led directly to her storeroom. Mm -hmm. If there's not one available for public public use, Gern, Talania uh, had one, if you remember. That's what got us out of the tower. So, and while it might not be necessarily public use, uh, at, say, the college, uh, there, we, we know someone that can make one. Or at least use them. So... Well, Gurn has to get this to Mas's dad. And he's gesturing to the dragon horn. 
Yes. That... And... You have to get that to... Why does your dad want a dragon horn, Moss? I don't think he does. Oh. No, he's gonna make Gurn something. Uh, I got a question, Vice. What's that? Talania can make circles and stuff. Is it possible to use that circle to teleport us to her? If we had the ability to, sure. Oh, well, why not, why not uh, come in the morning when I reset uh, my spells? I'll just give her a call and ask if she can. Well, the problem comes with fact that we would need a circle to get to her circle but then we would a circle and then I'd assume you'd have to know how to draw the circle I'm going it's... to assume I'm going to assume this is out of ignorance and I'm, I'm, I'm going to not talk down to you on this it's not just a circle it's a circle with sigils and it has to be made in a particular way and then it has to be imbued with the right magics, right? Okay. So, beyond that, you also need to you also need to know the sigils and the sigil pattern of the circle you're going to, right? So, if we had the ability to draw a teleportation circle, we could go from wherever to wherever as long as we knew the other circle's sigils. Think about it like a... like a house address. Right? If you wanted to send a message via courier, you'd have to know the house address and the name of the person you were going to. It was going to. The same thing for with the teleportation circle. You need to know the circle's address. That makes sense. So if we can get ourselves close enough to another city, maybe she can teleport to us, make a circle, and then we can use those circles to get back to her. She get would, back to her city. If she knew the sigils, sure. But again, this this is basing around using circles to circles. If she was to use a circle to get to us, we could just as easily find the sigils from her circle to get to her and have someone else aid us on this side. Does that make sense? Yes. But yes, that is completely feasible as well. Instead of doing, uh, instead of hiring someone, if we knew how to do it, we could. But, isn't, I don't. Isn't, um, Stone wretched and cold at war. Red Hallot's pie. As far as I'm aware, they're not at war with us. Well, no, they were in a in a political war with Hellos Fire, yes. But it's died down and mostly of fears of ambushed attacks linger still. 
but that's not a problem if we're not drow. So it's not a problem. And if they don't remember who Thagra is. I'm like, I thought we were just like gonna disguise her. Yeah, that is our best move. Well, it has been 30 years. They may not remember or know me. I mean, yeah, that is possible, but I feel like better safe than sorry in that instance. I guess. Okay, well, let's uh pick up the pace a little bit then. We got ourselves a somewhat of a plan. Which is better than off where we were before. Okay. At this time of day, I will say that you guys continue walking for a couple to a few more hours. Celine and Shatten, I need you each to roll survival to establish the outcomes of your first official day of travel. Survival, survival, survival. Eleven. And Celine? Dirty twenty. Okay. Celine, without fail, you make it as far as you possibly can. You find a nice grassy nook in which you can finally sit down, take a rest. Onyx roosts on the ground next to you, exhausted. You sit down and pull out some rations, review the maps granted upon you to double check exactly the path you need to take to pull this off. And you rest in the midday sun, shielding your eyes from the bright ball of fire in the sky. And you lie back in the grass, cover your eyes with your hood, and meditate in the warmth of the sun. Shatten, you have been walking all night. You remember your sense of smell, how you used to hone in on the scent of blood. You knew what to hunt, you knew how to get it. But all day, there has been nothing. Strangely, there has been nothing. No sign of travelers. Very, very little sign of wildlife. You manage to grab some berries that you're pretty sure won't make you sick. But not even enough to stuff your pockets as your stomach rumbles. You're so tired. You need shelter from the sun. You find a nice upturned root. Burrow yourself in a little bit and hunker down. Cold. 
alone. Probably a little scared. The remainder of the party, as you continue walking down this mountain, the winds around you stop. The clouds rolling over your heads stop flowing upwards. Everything seems to just stand still. Then a voice echoes from the nothing. I knew leaving you to your own devices would lead to more. Look at you all writing your own stories. But it seems the interesting parts are not here. Perhaps a push in the right direction. In front of you, one of the stones along the side of the mountain is suddenly impacted by a small ball of fire that plummets from the sky, shattering the rock in multiple directions. Wedged into the ground, sitting in a crater, appears to be a staff cast in a shining brownish-orange metal, on top of which stands a bright blue opal. Do what you must, and remember, you cannot run from your past. It guides your future. Suddenly, the world around you begins moving again. Clouds below. The wind picks up again. And everything is back to normal as it was. Now, who wants to be the first one to uh, touch the sky stick given to us by the unknown entity? Does this staff look familiar? Mm, the staff itself, no. Just the but I want you to roll a history check. Okay. You specifically. Three zero, so sixteen. I want to touch it. I want to touch it. <laughs> Moss, this looks strikingly like the orb in Northam's Tower. The one he pulled, the one he took back. But there's an odd feeling you get about this. It's not the only place you've seen an opal of this sheen, of this color. Even the metal used to bind this, you've seen this before. And then it hits you. Nesman. His ring was an orange brown metal. A simple band 
that encased a very small, bright blue opal. Okay. I'll grab it. You're going to take the staff? That was in character. Hmm. If no one else wants to, I'll do it. Um, check on something real quick. I'm gonna, just gonna walk over to it. <laughs> As you're, as you're doing something. Well, I'm going to divine sense. Yeah, I mean. Just to see if it's... The object has been consecrated or desecrated. It's certainly not been desecrated. There is an aura about it. An aura you've detected in the past. I can't say that it's been consecrated, but it exudes celestial energy. But does not seem malevolent. Okay. We good? Yeah, it seems that way. I was going to grab it. Okay. You are now holding a staff. And as you hold it, you feel that it... You just, just holding it, you feel that it contains... Power. Does it feel similarly to something that I might need to bind myself to? Absolutely. Yep. Can you attune to things while walking? I believe it takes an hour of focused <clears throat> meditation to attune to an item. Oh, that's dumb. Sorry. Dems to rules. I kind of walk up to Vice as he's holding it and look at it. Is there any, like, writing or anything on the staff? There appears to be runic etchings within the metal. Somebody I knew had a ring of the same metal with the same, I don't know, gem on it. Okay. Do we happen to know where that ring is? I'd imagine probably still on his finger. Do we know where this person is? Uh, yeah. In... Garlic. Garlic. Hmm. We should get that. I mean, I don't don't know that he'd just give it to us. I mean, if it's a matching set. Collectors pay more for matching sets. I mean, like, 
You're kind of right. I think that there's more to this than meets the eye. Can we stop here for a little while while I try to figure that out? I mean, we have been walking for a while, so... Yeah, perhaps we take a short breather, rest up a bit. Gern would appreciate being able to put that uh, thing down for a while. He's he's so tired he's falling asleep walking with it. <laughs> Alright. Vice is going to uh, sit down and begin attuning to the staff. Okay. Would anything else like to be done while Vice sits and focuses intently on this metal stick? Yeah. Lucius is going to... Uh cast a spell here it is not Lucius's sheet there it is he's going to cast where the hell do you put it ah create food and water okay what are you creating uh field rations and 30 gallons of water good golly damn and about 45 pounds worth of rations Here's 45 pounds of oatmeal and a fish tank of water. Have fun. <laughs> That's essentially what they are. Granola bars. Yeah. Okay, so food is Sounds provided. so exciting. Water that isn't directly shot out of Vice's hands and into Gern's mouth is provided. Yeah. I mean, unless Lucius wants to shoot one into Gern's mouth. Uh, and now we've all relived that. He would have used the create water within the uh, water skins for everyone. Isn't all flesh technically water skin? I didn't like that. I didn't <laughs> like that. I mean, you're not wrong. Casting create food and water inside your lungs. I was going to save that for later, thank you. Well, hope everyone wants a snack. Thank you. I'm like, thank you. You couldn't have made something better. Probably not. By the way, I do recommend that you all try not to keep these rations. They don't last long. They'll go bad within a day. Yeah, guys, 
out of character. Six of you consume 45 (laughs) pounds of hardtack in a day? That's what I was about to ask. Hardtack eating contest. Hell yeah. (laughs) As soon as you mentioned that, that was the first thing I thought of. If he just summoned 45 pounds of it, and it can only last a day... Do you choose the amount you create? Nope. Okay. I guess that makes it a little bit better. It is specific about the the amount of food and water you summon. (laughs) If you were allowed to choose, would Lucia still pick a high amount? Why not? It's not like it's wasting anything. Got some over here for you too, Vice, whenever you're done with that. Yep, thanks. Such a great conversationalist. Well, I'm like, if you want conversation, why don't you, like, make conversation? Xander, check your handouts. Hey, Debbie. Well, I probably would have more conversations, but can we go a conversation without you somehow insulting me? I mean, I have a feeling you could. Well, you wouldn't pick up on the fact that she insulted you. She's pretty good at slipping in those jives that don't seem bad, but are pretty backhanded. Well, I'm glad to know those exist, Dan. I'm like, it's really like a question of, I can, but like, do I want to? I'm going to go out on a limb, probably say, no, probably not. Wow, you're like so smart for once. That must be one of those backhanded ones you mentioned. So out of curiosity, why did you end up, uh, how, your friend. Do you really, uh, you think you'll be able to save her, or are we going to have to kill her again? Have you guys decided on that? If she's still alive when we get to her, I have something that will take the curse away. Curse. Funnily, Funnily enough, she had it in her pack the entire time. Well, hell, I can get rid of curses. That's good information to have. Has anyone asked Celine what she plans on doing when she reaches Fairy Hop? Or what she said earlier, I guess, flying her to meet us wherever we are. 
don't know how she's gonna do that, but... I'm like, yeah, it sounds like that was, like, the extent of her plan. Well, we've worked on last before. Well, she seemed pretty confident. I mean, now that I think about it, that's probably the most of a plan we've ever had. Yeah. Boy, you guys are masters of the awkward quiet. You almost done over there, Vice? DM, am I? Yeah. Okay. How familiar would you say that I am with Hallows 5? Like, say, the college in Hallows 5. Uh, you'd be fairly familiar with its entryway. Um, potentially familiar with... I mean, you'd know how to get to your instructor's closet. You're not you're not intimately familiar with its hallways or anything. Okay. Need two seconds. Weird question. Does anybody have an object on them from Hallows Phi? Not you, Thadria. That was taken specifically specifically from Hallow's Fi. Well, my axes. I'm like, I bought fabric there. Was the fabric made in Hallow's Fi? Damn, was it? You don't know. Okay. I'm like, I like can't be certain. Moss, what about your your mouthpiece? I mean, it was made. Uh, yeah, it was made there, but I don't know if the metal's from there or not. Wait, Vice has a book in his inventory. Yeah. He has. Unless it's the one you handed off to Crystal. The conflict between Glacius and Infernus. I believe right. uh, Crystal gave it back. He got that from Hallows Fi. That was given to you by your tutor. Moss, do you happen to have a bottle of wine from Sheraton? Still. Yeah. We have a conundrum. I can take us to Hallows Fi. I can take us to Sherton. I can only do one or the other. <coughs> Where would we like to go? Could we walk to Hallows Fi and then you take us to Sherton? 
it's going to take us long enough to get to Halosfy. It would take us too long to get to Halosfy to walk there. Feel like, say we did go to Halosfy, then we would have to get teleported to, say, Green Coast or Red Close. Green Coast is closer to Sheridan, but there's an ocean between us. Mm hmm. Well. So there's two ways to do this. If you're. But that's we... still gonna take a lot of time. We can either. Okay. This staff. will allow us to go to either place. And. The amount, the amount of energy that it seems to be able to recover seems to take about a week to be capable to do it again. So if I take us to Hallows Fi, we have a week in Hallows Fi before I could take us to Sheraton. Or we could go to Sheraton, have a week in Sheraton, and then take us back to Hallows Fi. I feel like Sheridan's probably the better idea. Yeah, if you can... I have a particularly dumb we... question, sorry. If we can come back to Hallows Fi, let's go get free help. Well, that's the thing. If she's on her way to Sheridan, from the valley. That's what, two weeks travel? Um, I'll also pull out his atlas and take a look. How long would that take? <sighs> I think you would remember how long it took you to get to the valley. Because you've already done the trip once. We did it with, with Gurn. And Gurn sped up. With you. Sped up. Ah. Yeah. Shatton doesn't have Gurn. <clears throat> Almost four weeks. 22 days. And you guys are on a six day week. Because, yes, with Gurn's totem spirit, land speed travel is doubled. And from Shatton's current, or from from Shatton's Valley, and you assume that Shatton has traveled a day's distance. She has approximately twenty-two days travel, provided she doesn't get held up or killed, to make it back to Shatton. I have a particularly dumb question for you, Vice. Bear with me; I'm still new to the whole teleportation thing. Now, you guys buried her at. Shatton's Valley. Weird uh -huh. coincidence that she shares the same name. Didn't you take her, her stuff with you from there? Mm -hmm. So technically, you guys named that site. You took her things from her. Can't you just teleport there? It's associated with the place, not the person. Shatton's Valley is a place. I would, I would need something from there to go there. Her corpse was there. 
I don't have her corpse. But you have things from her corpse. I have her items. Her belongings. Okay, it was just worth a shot. So what do we say? Do you want to spend a week in Hallow's Five? I feel like... <laughs> it'd probably be better to go to Sheraton and start traveling to meet her. Lucius, I, I hate to be super meta about this, but Lucius actually brings up a really good point. And after rereading the spell, you guys are overlooking a huge thing here. What's that? You have to be intimately familiar with the location. Mm -hmm. Are you guys telling me the burial site of Shatton isn't hugely familiar to you? No. So the way that it works is that very familiar. Very familiar has odds of failing. Because, because of the way that Vice would know, or Vice now knows how this spell works because he's holding it. So the two safe ways to do it are associated objects with location and permanent circles. Using teleport to go to a permanent circle or an you're using an associated object to go somewhere, right? Yeah. So based on Shatton's Valley, I would, uh, I, you could make the argument for scene casually, but looking at the very familiar, a place you've been very often, you have carefully studied or a place you can see when you cast the spell. But I would argue that the burial site of Shatton is burned in your mind. If you genuinely cared about her. Is... Is it still... Would we be able to teleport there if it's the same? Because it's technically not the same, right? Because there was a amethyst statue versus... It would be a location that you're intimately familiar with. Shattered. Or, or very familiar with. Because you'd passed through that area two or three times. Yeah. And I mean, then you buried Shatton there where you committed her to death there. Uh, random question. So if it's something from a place that you can get there, what about this? And Moss is going to pull out part of the tree that looks like a carrot-shaped dagger. Because when the tree... It was laying on the ground where the tree was when the tree disintegrated. So technically, the outer band created there. Vice also hasn't told you that that's what he needs. Is like an associated object with that. No, asking. but you've been directly asking about associated yeah. objects. That yeah, wouldn't be a hard stretch to infer. Hmm. Hmm. Trying to think. What's the best way to get there? Well, I'll go wherever you guys want to go. However you all want. I think that our safest bet is to meet with Celine in Sheraton. 
we go to Hallow's Fire. Get Gurn's Glaive. Give off the fucking dragon horn. And then, uh, from there, we go to Sheraton. That's what I'm I think. Like, I'm like, couldn't we, once we get to, like, Hallow's Fire, ask about, like, a circle to teleport us to, like, uh, over there? Green Coast is gonna, is gonna be the closest circle. And that's if, uh, Talia remembers or knows of a circle there. Hmm. Well, I'm like, it sounds like a plan. Well, you're the one that knows how to use it. Well, let's go ahead and uh, fire that thing up then. I think it might have been cursed. He seems frozen in place. Who's cursed? He seems to be uh, loading on my screen. Sanders frozen. Oh, stream is offline. Stream is also offline. Ah. Critical fail. Teleporter without us. <laughs> His internet failed. Yep. Ah. Seth, you were the one thinking your internet would fail. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Before the rest of y'all logged in, I was, uh, I told Arson to, just in case I disappear, that's what happened, because my Wi-Fi signal was very low at the beginning. <coughs> hmm. Didn't he say something about setting up a timer on his, uh, internet before? Because last time we had that five-hour stream. Or five more hours of additional stream? Uh, he wanted to be able to, but he can't. Ah. Thought maybe he, uh, <laughs> miscalculated. I don't think he said that he wanted to set it for 3 a.m., though. No, he wouldn't have set it for 3 a.m. Router is doing a 3 a.m. reboot. Oh. <sighs> Boy, I was accidentally right again. <laughs> um, I'm just full of accidental rights. The true oh, demons. Hey. Oh, hey, we're back uh, live, too. We've... Everything's back. Get back to his desk. No technical difficulties here. No, why would we have technical difficulties? Why would, why would we be bad at this? You got this. I really don't. <laughs> you could say the word. Nope. Say it. Technical difficulties. Perfect. Alright. That I'm was back. even better. Oh, fucking router decided to want to do a 3 a.m. reboot. Hey, at least yours rebooted within seconds. Ours takes like 15 minutes to do a full reboot. Tentacle dickafultis. Right. Perfect. <clears throat> Where were we? Where did I cut off in my mid-sentence? Uh, we were agreeing that your idea sounded good, and you were gone. 
Mm, okay. We heard nothing from you. Good as a stretch. It just sounded like an idea. All right. So. I really don't want to be dragging a fucking dragon horn around. I'm like, yeah, that seems like a problem. <laughs> Celine. Hey, Vice. How long would it take you to get to Hallow's Five from where you are? Like, if you were to stop going to Sheraton and turn for Hallow's Five. Day and a half. A day and a half. All right. We go. It, 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 it's really. How far are you from Sheraton? Am I still three days? Two days. Two days. You're two days out from Sheraton. Two days. All right, so we either... We either wait wait for her for two days in Sheraton and then go looking for Sheraton or we go to Alice Fi, get rid of the fucking horn, pick up the glaive, do whatever, and then all go to Sheraton. I'm like, I think... Going to Hallow's Five sounds like the best option right now. But that would take longer if Serene can be at Churton in two days. Yes, it would take... <coughs> it would take an extra four days, which means that Churton's on her own for an extra... Four days. I probably don't know about the final property from attuning with it, do I? Nope. Mm-hmm. So... Moss, I'm going to leave this call up to you. If we go to Sheridan, mm-hmm. we can... Leave the dragon horn in Sheridan. Sure. And start traveling then. And keep in contact with Celine, and she can find us two days out from Sheridan. That way we don't really lose any days. That makes sense. Is that what you want to do? I think it sounds smartest. Keep going to share it and Celine will meet you there. Well, more accurately, you'll find us on the road south of Sheraton in call it three and a half days. That works. See you soon. Alright. You guys ready for some teleportation shit? Is it as scary as being on a boat? If you're Lucius, it's twice as scary. But you're Gurn, so it won't be any scarier than 
tying your shoes that you don't wear. I'm kind of freaked out. How do you feel about flying, Gern? It was fun once. Think about it like that, then. All right. Vice is going to get everyone close. And... All right. Everyone lock arms. Hey. I'm like, okay. And then if you're next to Gurn, then just hold on to him because he has to hold this dragon horn. And then the last thing we have to do is think happy thoughts. Any particular happy thoughts or just general happy thoughts? If you have to ask, that's kind of sad. Well, then there wouldn't be happy thoughts than then. All right. I guess we're off to the well in Sheraton. And with that, Vice is going to hold the staff in both hands in the center of everyone that has interlocked arms that they don't need that that they don't know that they don't need to have their arms interlocked. And he's going to send them all to Sheraton. Roll your D100. With a location that I am intimately familiar with and uh, have things for the, from. For the yeah. effect he is unsure mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. 71. Okay. As Vice stands amidst the circle of you all, he clasps the staff. The opalescent gem on top begins to glow. You all glance down away from its brilliance as it shines, and you look at the ground beneath you and watch as the ground beneath you disappears, once again taking on that image of the starry night sky. You all plummet into the void. And in the same instance are rocketed back up. Your feet land solid. You are surrounded by mist and the distinct smell of grapevines. As the mist around you shifts from your displacement of the air, you see simple buildings and a broken down well. Welcome back to Sheraton. And with that, we will end tonight's session. Moss is gonna look around and not seeing the kid. Because I was really hoping we'd make that kid shit his pants again when we showed up. Me too. Well played, folks. That was Moss's happy thought that mm. he was thinking about. <laughs> thinking the bully was going to shit himself when you guys just randomly popped in. Right. Yeah. Nice. 
Garn. Also, well. that's that's how Vice is going to cast that from now on, because then any everyone that's locked arms and thinking happy thoughts is willing. Seems that's like fair. A good way to, seems like a good way to judge that. That's that's fair. Gurn looks in his pants. Guys. Yes? Somebody shit in my pants. Um. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, well played, everybody. Um, next week we have a player out, so we will be running a one shot. Um, however, the following week we will be returning with the campaign to see where this goes from here. So, um, yeah, feel free to hop back in. Join us on Friday nights for Matters at Hand, where we do some uh, <clears throat> map building, world building, and answer questions regarding the campaign, because we clearly cannot interact during the games. Um, and then join us on Saturdays. Both shows start at 11 p.m. Eastern. And until then, thank you for joining us as we've rolled through the night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.